Hello, and welcome to a podcast. I mean, that's I made that sound more dramatic. You shouldn't be surprised by that. You've just downloaded it. If if this is suddenly appeared on your phone without you planning, sorry, but I've been using the same promo people as you too. Um, but this is a podcast of things I've been getting up to on the radio. There might be a slight hiatus of these soon, so enjoy them while you can get them. And uh, basically, we do a radio show, edited down some of the highlights, and we'll put that word in quote marks, and it sounds a little bit like this. I should give you like a menu of what's coming up in the show because it's easy for me to say, look, music by Years and Years, Sigma, Place, Next, and Cheryl Crow, and Madonna, all of that luck. But also coming up on the show, I, I can give you details of the stories because they're all in the, the same newspaper. I'm sure we'll end up talking about, what's that? That one's some Elizabeth Line news. This one's Partygate stuff. Great. I can't wait for that one. Um, I've written down a note here. You don't have as many egg custards these days as you used to do. Just a theory. We'll see if that turns into anything. There's the thing about a cat. Uh, there's... What else is coming up on the show? Oh, um, you're only meant to watch one hour of TV a day. I wonder which hour I'll be trying to get you to watch. Something about, about whales poo. Well, now you can't wait, can you? It's the topic we're, we have to deal with today, even though already I've been seeing tweets from people saying, oh, we're sick of this story. But we just have to deal with it, don't we? Um, Partygate, day 1392. Front page of one of the papers today. Uh, it's Defo Not A Party, and they've got the picture where they must have gone through and somehow removed the ITV news logo, because that was all over the place. I didn't realise. You can tell if something's a party or not, as if it's if it's sponsored by ITV News. But it's the picture of Boris Johnson at that, that leaving-do party, holding a glass aloft, toasting. Not necessarily drinking. And I'm trying to be the devil's advocate here trying to spin it so that we don't just get people going oh what are you talk about that story for i'm i'm trying to defend our prime minister he was in this picture toasting we don't know if he actually took a drink he might have gone uh, to whoever whoever it is who's leaving to whoever it is leaving and then just poured it in the plant pot like they do in sitcoms or just poured the drink over his shoulder like the pilot from airplane it was then i developed a drinking problem or, what was his name? Is it Jack Douglas from the Carry On films? <laughs> Get off. He probably did that. So let's say he probably did that. And let's let's remember, it's a leaving doom. So long term, he was helping to increase the level of social distancing because that guy wouldn't have come back again after leaving it. So are you trying to help? Is that me spinning it so it helps? What I do like about this story is that this is the event that Boris Johnson was asked about in Parliament. And he was asked, was there a party on that day? And he said no, and all of the rules were adhered to. And I do quite like that, kind of, no, there was no party. And at the party, all of the rules were adhered to, but there wasn't a party. But we did stay socially distanced at the party that we weren't at. So maybe we should have seen the signs were there all along. But well, maybe there's a works to. Maybe people in government drink that much all the time. It would certainly explain what happened with PPE. Might try and join them, to be fair. Thank you for your messages. Emails to onair at time1075.net. Got one from Kenny K who says, Steve, I don't know about you, but this petty bickering is really boring. And why are these so-called MPs wasting our taxpayers' money on playground bickering? He said, she said. Oh, we're talking about party game. Why don't they just grow up and do their job? Sorting out the country. Sorry, but I've got no confidence in any MP, says Kenny. They act like kids and they're an absolute joke. Well, I think it's interesting that it was it when there was the first round of Partygate scandaly stuff. The Daily Mail went with the headline, "Don't they know there's a war on?" 
Why are we paying attention to Partygate stuff when there is a war in Europe? And then Keir Starmer might have had a curry and they went with it for 13 days on the front page. But I think that war was still going on. And then today they're back to, we're wasting your time doing this one. It's bizarre, isn't it? It's almost as if they're biased. I think that might be the definition of bias. Anyway, Kenny says, I've said this already, but Steve Allen for Prime Minister. Let's raise a glass to that. And oh, no, we can't do that. <laughs> uh, at least you make sense. Well, most of the time. Here's the thing. And I thank you for your vote. But this is why you shouldn't want me as Prime Minister. Could you imagine the tax cuts I'd bring in for bald northerners? Oh, sweet mess. I wouldn't be one of those fair Prime Ministers at all. No, it'd be all about, all about me. The... I'd still have a radio show, so we'd have to deal with that. Although, to be fair, I reckon you could easily fit it in, couldn't you? Still, I mean, Boris Johnson, I'm sure he gets time to still do whatever he gets up to. So I'd, I'd have tax cuts for bald northerners. I'd have loads of that free wallpaper. That sounds like fun. I'm normally more of a painted wall guy, but if they're free... I'm not. I would bring in... Um, I'd sort out the cycle lane thing by making my car able to go in all lanes. It's a question then. If you were Prime Minister for a day, and it won't happen because it'll be me, but if you were Prime Minister for a day, what rules would you bring in? Cole gets in touch and says, Hi, bud. If I were Prime Minister for the day, I would stop all immigration and stop all taxes. So, you know, that second day, how would you imagine the economy's going to work? But I suppose you don't need to. You're a Prime Minister for a day. Someone else can mop it up the next day, can't they? Ted in Elm Park says, Afternoon, Steve. PM for the day. Surely have a party. Well, it does seem like it is work-related. I mean, I looked at the picture of Boris Johnson um, holding aloft that glass, ready to drink, and everyone around him was about to drink, and it looked like, if that's work-related, you are a sommelier. This is a story that I guess we need to cover. It's, it's horrible, though, because I've got, I've got cats. I've got two cats at home. They're lovely little cats, although they are tortoise shells. So I took them to the vets recently because they've got to get their jabs because COVID didn't really ask. And the vet said, oh, they're tortoise shells. And I was like, yeah. And she said, oh, are they, are they naughty? It's a bit weird. Where's this conversation going? And she said that um, for years, vets have said that tortoiseshell cats are badly behaved. And then someone actually bothered to do some research and found out that, yep, if you get a cat and it's a tortoiseshell one, it's more likely to cause havoc than, than other coloured cats. I know that ginger cats have a bit of a chewed, but apparently tortoiseshells, in the veterinary world, they're called naughty torties. Which explains why the cats just go around the house absolutely terrorising everybody. But one of the cats has an issue with anything being on a table. I don't know if it's OCD or something, but she just keeps going like this. This on the table? Let's just knock that off. Ting! On the floor. That's better. So those... But I love those cats. They're lovely cats. Which is why I was upset when we heard in the news... Kurt Zuma's admitted a charge of animal cruelty. Footage of the West Ham defender kicking his pet cat went viral on social media in February. Yeah, I remember that. It was terrible. Admittedly, that, that footage, it was difficult for me to watch. It was harder for the cats to watch it, because I've shown it to them, being like, yeah, just, just in case you're naughty, watch this. Yeah, mm, mm. But I, I love animals. I think it's terrible. And look, I know this is a joke we did back then in February, but we'll do it again now, because it's not as though you get many chances to get this joke out. So in that horrible footage, he, he kicks the cat, and he was fined £250,000. Well, that's good. It only seems right that he gets hit in the kitty. 
Ed Sheeran, uh, two-step with Little Baby. It's time 107.5. I got one of those at home, Little Baby, and I got cats. I got, you know, it's quite the busy household at the moment. We're talking about how the vet said that tortoiseshell ones are just... Well, they're known as naughty torties. <sighs> Honestly, sometimes. I mean, one of the cats, she very much enjoys... If I've just hung up some clothes on her any era, she's like, I tell you what, I'll, I'll take those off for you. But she does it before they're dry. She doesn't know that. She's a cat. She tries. Uh, Kel gets in touch and says, Afternoon, Steve. I have three cats. One ginger, who's hot-headed, a grey and white, she's so lovable, and a black kitten, who's a little minx and is into everything. If you could get one that's a skinny one and one that's a sporty one, I think... Well, you know where that joke's going. A couple of topics on the boil. For some reason, we're talking about cats. And you're right, I don't get out much. And we're also asking you the question, if you were Prime Minister for a day, because I've been offered the job, not by anyone who's got the power to make it happen, by Kenny, but still, you know. But I did say I would abuse that power. Well, Kenny gets back in touch and says, if I were Prime Sinister for the day, uh, I would sack every bickering Boris Gay MP and then reinstate Steve Allen after his day of PM. Okay, well, if I get two days at it, I would then bring in tax rebates for anyone who has to pay to get cats vaccinated. Oh, 109 quid. 109 And literally, those cats do not lift a finger around the house. I'm paying for that, and they're not. Anyway, if you were Prime Minister, if you are in charge, what would you do? 01708741075. Hello. Oh, hello, Mr. Steve N. Allen. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Um, I think I'm going to be the next Lady Mayor. Okay, Lady Mayor, which I think is a yes, horse. Lady isn't Mayor. It? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I would bring in the rule of smiling. The rule of smiling? Yes, you have to smile and be happy. And, and what would you do to punish people who didn't smile? Um, I would probably remove their um, Ooh. privileges. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> So you're a benevolent leader. That's good. I'm glad we don't, we don't have to worry about you being in charge. Okay. No, I think I think London would really, really engage with me. I bet they would if you were trying to get their privileges. Yeah. Well, no, no, I'd give them privileges. The more you smile and be happy, the more privileges you'd receive. I see. More carrot, less stick. That's right. Unless yes, you're into that, which, you know, that might make well, you smile. Yeah. <laughs> bigger carrots, I think. Mm. You have to dangle bigger carrots. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll leave that there before it gets unbroadcastable. <laughs> <laughs> Excited about using the Elizabeth line. It's officially open. And earlier today, was it Paddington that had to be evacuated? Brilliant. It doesn't take long, does it? doesn't take long. I'd say give it until maybe the end of the day, maybe till tomorrow. And part of the Elizabeth line will be turned into a replacement bus service because that's the true travelling in the UK experience. I'll let you know as soon as that happens. Any word of it yet? No word of it quite yet, but I'm sure it'll be any just around the corner. Plus, what would you do if you were in charge? Hey, Steve, says Darren Griffith. Griffith. He says, if I were Prime Minister, there'd be a few things I would change. Firstly, I would change my surname. As Prime Minister Griffith is just wrong. Yeah, it'd be difficult for all the people broadcasting to have to say that a lot, wouldn't it? Secondly, I would make it law that all ministers at Prime Minister's questions had to talk like the Harry Bow Sweets adverts. 
so they all sounded stupid, like an argument in a kid's playground. Hang on, I think that already happens. Oh, satire. Look at this. Thirdly, would make Bing Collection Day the same day for the whole country. Would be carnage at first, but, but we'd all know where we stand. Lastly, he's got a full manifesto, which is always worrying. Always worrying. Lastly, uh, I would make the working week a two-day week, with one of them working from home, as my wife does that, and it looks really easy. Um, Boris or Griffiths, you decide. Regards, Darren Griffiths. Well, I know, I know out of the two, you'd have my vote. Although it sounds like you may have already lost your wife's vote, so that, that cancels out, doesn't it? Oh, well, it was a good try. A, a sentence is a long time in politics, certainly on this show. You know, I used to do sciencey stuff. It's why I like sciencey stories. The chemistry at university and then worked in a lab for a little while, this um, laboratory place that tested dialysis fluid, and then thought, no, I don't want a secure job with a future. I want to get into the arts, mate. And this is why I ended up here. So, you know, we've all got regrets. But the point is, I like sciencey stuff. But sometimes I read stories about what scientists get up to. And I am thoroughly disgusted. You absolute bunch of wrong'uns. Look at this, in the news today. Um, scientists are investigating the impact of poo from whales on the environment. You, what kind of a person comes up with that as an idea and then sub submits a grant to get paid and then goes and gets... Oh, even with gloves, it'd still be... Oh, absolutely. These dumb beasts knocking out this stuff and they analyse it and then they run it through a test tube and something. I don't even want to know what these results are. Anyway, it says, um, the great whale... Oh, no, it's the... Oh, it's whales like the ones in the sea. Oh, I thought it was the country. Oh, I mean, it's still not great, but it's better, isn't it? The only other thing I suppose we could do is pay attention to news stories that are about aliens. I mean, we often do this, don't we? Even though sometimes someone was saying that it does cause interference on the radio. I don't believe a word of it wind-up merchants but the story in the news today is that aliens may exist but not in our galaxy according to professor brian cox the former dream hitmaker i mean that's not useful to the story is it uh, says that civil no civilizations like ours would be extremely rare with just one per galaxy on average he was speaking after claims by a u.s congressman Andre Carson, that UFOs are potentially national security threat level, are they? Professor Cox said, it's amazing, or whatever he does. So one of the great mysteries, whether intelligent alien life forms had ever come to Earth. He said, if you force me to guess, I'd say there may be microbes all over the place. And that's why we're looking for life on Mars. But in terms of intelligence, one thing to think about the origin of life on Earth it looks like we have good evidence that life was present 3.8 billion years ago. The first civilizations appeared on Earth was about now. Give or take. So I think he's saying that whilst there may be loads of life out there in the universe, the odds that one of the planet had the right conditions to turn microbes and evolve them into, let's quote mark it, intelligent people like us, I don't know. But I still... In my core, worry that aliens, super intelligent aliens, are out there looking upon our planet with envious eyes, but also good ears, because they could listen to the radio broadcasts and they might think, oh, I know, I'll broadcast back on 107.5 megahertz, because they'll understand megahertz and whatnot. 
And if they did that, it would break into the radio signal. If they had a strong enough signal, it would override what I'm broadcasting. but waste of my time sat here talking to myself. Meanwhile, static would be breaking in. And it wouldn't be good for you either, because no one needs to hear all of that kind of... With, with the Earthlings, we have been monitoring your radio broadcast to learn about your species. I do not know who this Elizabeth line is, but it sounds like a lot of people got on her today. Poor thing. Ryan Cox is saying that we probably worry about it, so maybe, look, if the D-Ream guy doesn't worry about it, neither should I. I know it can be difficult to find the right song to play, but even if you've not successfully found the song to play, you can get in touch anyway. Martin says... Uh, afternoon, Steve. I was going to request something by Bananarama, but I thought better of it because of monkeypox. Better to be safe than sorry. Regards, Martin. Well, the... <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough then. All right, I won't play anything that's banana-related, just in case. Quick banana-related Yeah. Did you know it's bad luck to take a banana onto a boat? Is it? It's a fishing boat. You'll never be able to catch a fish if you have a banana on is that uh, just superstition, or is there some, some science behind this? I don't know. I thought it was just superstition, but I've been seeing a lot of stuff coming up on uh, Facebook and on, I think, even on that Gino, Fred, and what's-it thing that was on the telly they mentioned, the banana on both. Right. I mean, if it's on Facebook, it must be true. And if Gino's involved, Absolutely. then, of course, this is, yeah. this is top science. Gino de Can... Was it Fred, Gino, and Gordon? Yeah. The yeah, Gordon. they went on a... a Fishing trip. I saw it on the telly the other day, and it he had a banana, and a, the man on the the captain of the boat took the banana off and threw it away. Said, you're is not going to catch any fish with that. Feels more like bad luck having Gino on a boat with you. So you know, given a choice, That's what I would say, yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks for that. We'll add that to an, the list of reasons you shouldn't have a banana. Although, if you, if you do have a banana, don't just throw it away because there's a chance it'll come back. There's this story I'd like your take on. Buying something expensive and claiming it was cheap is apparently the top relationship fib that we tell partners. According to a survey of people who are just not that good. Come on, you get you get away with more that way. A hefty 16% of us apparently admit that our partner would be shocked if they went through our bank statements. Ooh. Now, I'd never do anything like this. I think that's terrible. I'd never have, what, like a separate Amazon account to order stuff in and... And now you can get it delivered to pickup points rather than your home so that no one needs to know if you've got it. No, that, that kind of stuff just seems like wrong. That's a, level, that's a lie of omission. No one should be doing that. Also, other fibs on there. Claiming that something you bought costs less. Right, that's the top. Buying something and not letting your partner know. Well, what, using a separate Amazon account and a pickup point? Number three, pretending that a new purchase was on sale when it wasn't. I think if you go on Amazon, you can buy yellow stickers that say, Oops. It might be. It's not a bad idea, is it? Uh, telling your partner, telling my partner I like their cooking when I don't. 17%. That's not really a lie, though, isn't it? That's... Right, some could call it a lie. Others could say that is avoiding an evening of misery. That is dodging an issue like Neo in the Matrix. Telling my partner I like their friends when I don't. Same deal. Come, what are you going to do? Going on a diet together, but secretly eating junk food. What, delivered to one of those Amazon pickup places? You probably can. Telling my partner they look great when I don't think they do. I would just leave that one there. Um, secretly using my partner's beauty products. 
not working, is it? Uh, number nine, playing down how much I spend on a night out with friends. And number ten, in terms of lies, secretly throwing out an item of my partner's clothing that I don't like. Fourteen percent of people do. Do you, do you get any away with any sneaky things in your relationship? No, I only ask for a friend. It's Larry, hello. Hey, Stevie. Larry, what have you got for us this time? The TV show Challenge Annika is coming back to our screens. Excellent. Are you looking forward to it? I'm American, Stevie, so I don't know what it is. Oh, yes, that's what that accent's supposed to be. Well, it was a TV show where Annika Rice had to solve puzzles to find things. So it was like watching someone do an escape room. It was the 1980s. There was nothing else on. And why was it famous? Well, the cameraman followed around quite close to her bottom. So the things that they've now passed laws to stop you doing with the camera phone on trains, they did to her on TV. Oh, are you going to watch it? Well, look, Annika is 63. So in reality, she's probably fitter than me, but I can't help but think her age might affect the show and most of an episode will be spent watching her trying to get up one flight of stairs. So yes, I probably will watch that, yes. You're classy. Yep, uh, listen, thanks for the update. We'll speak soon. Okay, toodles. You've done it. You've made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for subscribing, he says, implying that maybe you've done that. And if not, maybe you feel bad that you've not. So you go and do it now. Uh, And you can send me a tweet if you've had a listen at Mr. Stephen Allen. It's always appreciated when you do that. Till next time. Bye.